Welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. Every month I am bringing you two new guests from the world of spiritual, physical, mental and emotional well-being to strengthen your own immunity, to invite you to awaken the potential within. My name is Lucia Hargasova and I am a life and leadership coach. Here we go. Okay. Hello, Janet. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome you here at the Community Immunity Podcast. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And today is a very special topic. It's something which is very close to my heart on a personal level, you know, not necessarily professional, but I think it's so integrated with everything we do as parents and the whole idea of the conscious parenting is it's such a big word and you know for many it is still not very known but instead of going straight into the topic I would love to ask you if you could introduce yourself dear Janet. Sure happy to my name is Janet Philbin I'm a licensed clinical social worker based out of New York I am also a certified hypnotherapist and a certified conscious parenting coach through Dr. Shafali Sabari's Conscious Parenting Coaching Method Institute, as well as an energy healer. And most recently, I authored a book, and it was released in April of 2020 called Show Up for Yourself, A Guide to Inner Awareness and Growth. And I'm also a mom. I have three children. They are two are grown, 22 and 21. And I have also a almost 16-year-old. Wow. Well, that's a long list. And, you know, we could have gone into many directions. But I'm going to start first with the one which is, you know, one of the main reasons why we're here is I still remember you know, being overwhelmed by all these books out there in terms of, you know, what to do as a parent. And it really didn't resonate until I really picked up the book from Dr. Shefali Tabari on conscious parenting. So would you tell us a little bit about what does conscious parenting actually mean? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it has a really big answer. So I'm going to do my best to make the answer small and understandable. And so people don't feel overwhelmed. Because I think the first thing I want to say is I think a lot of people have a misconception about conscious parenting, meaning that it's like free for all. And the kids get to rule and the parents get no say. Because that's a lot of the pushback I get. But really it couldn't be further from the truth because conscious parenting is all about parenting with your child. There's no hierarchy in conscious parenting where the parent is above the child. We are going through this journey together. So the parent and the child, we want to have connection with each other and get away from correction. We want to not be in a one-up position of our child like we know better. We know what's going to keep our child safe. But if we 
take the philosophy that the child that is here in front of you, that came through you, came here to be your greatest teacher, then you get to honor the spirit of the child who's there in front of you, as opposed to wanting the child to be something you always thought they would be. But this is not the human in front of you, and you can't change them. So we want to honor the little human who is here in front of us and create an opportunity and an environment to foster their natural gifts, as opposed to imposing our belief systems, unmet dreams on them. So it's like when you, I like to use the image of walking on a beach. You know how when you walk on the beach in the soft sand, you leave your footprints in the sand. And when you're walking with someone on the beach, they're leaving their footprints in the sand. So if you're on the beach with your child holding hands, your footprints are side by side. You're walking alongside of your child, each leaving your own individual footprint, but you can be there to support your child and bear witness to their growth and their unfolding. And that's really what being a conscious parent is. It's being in tune with yourself and in alignment with yourself so you could really be there for your child. Ooh. So I'm listening to you and I can only imagine, you know, how this is raising thoughts, but, you know, for the listeners, for many reasons. But what's really interesting is what you mentioned at the beginning is, okay, our own unfulfilled dreams, our own unmet needs, you know, this idea of we need to control can you please go a little further? Because I think that is then flipping this whole idea of idea of parenting mm-hmm. on its head. Because yeah. you said one key sentence, they're here to be our greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our kids are going to show us exactly where we need to grow in order to heal. So they, they act like a mirror. They're reflecting back to us our pain points. And if you can actually see it that way, then you can work on yourself. Because our kids are only acting out from a place of pain. And usually it's very similar to our place of pain. So our own inner child, our own unhealed self that didn't heal from our own childhood wounds is now the one who's looking to try to get their needs met through the child in front of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> so let's, let's take it into a very specific example. I have a three-year-old at home, okay? okay? And, you know, trying to leave a house, the child doesn't want to leave the house, you know, throw themselves on the floor, but I'm in a rush, I need to get to work, I need to drop him off. You know, a very simple situation. How would this idea of conscious parenting manifest itself? Yeah, that's great. And I think that's such a typical problem for parents. I certainly lived it when my kids were little, for sure. And they're always going to show up like that right when we have to get out the door. So one of the main principles in in conscious parenting is accepting the as is. Okay. And so that means we are accepting this moment 
as it is showing up for us right now, we are very present. The more we fight it, so the worse it's going to get. So if you choose that moment to get into a power struggle with your three-year-old because you're going to be late for work, they're only going to dig in more. But if you can give yourself two minutes to pause, take a breath, really tune in to what's going on inside of you and just accept the fact that, okay, I might be late. I, re- I might, maybe I'm going to miss my train or my bus and I'm going to have to take the next one. But this is how this moment is showing up. And I have to be present for my child because something is going on with this child. So when you can calm your own nervous system down, taking a breath, accepting the as is of the present moment, and then meet your child where they're at and just accept that they're allowed to have their temper tantrum right now. I may not like it, but they're allowed to have it. And then we can meet them where they're at because the behavior is just a tip of the iceberg. There's something going on underneath that's causing the behavior. Who knows? Maybe their shoe is just tied too tightly or they needed something else to drink or they just weren't ready to transition. And maybe they just need a few minutes to sit on the floor and have that fit. And maybe mom or dad just needs to sit next to them quietly and give them that five minutes and not say a word. Mm -hmm. We have to meet the child where they're at. I don't really want to say kid. (laughs) And, you know, this brings me to this current situation and I'm going to really take it big because I can see that you can handle it Okay, (laughs) is this idea of resisting what is, Mm -hmm. you know, this needing to control the situation, needing to move from what's uncomfortable to something else, to something which we had a plan for, to something where, we thought this is exactly what's going to happen, you know, and, and I literally can, it resonates with me, this idea of, I don't want to be in this situation right now. I want, I want to change. I want to move. I want to, I don't want this. It's this, this, this feeling of resistance. Why, yeah. why is it within us? Why, why does it exist in such a strong sense? We don't want to accept reality as it is, basically. I mean, we come into resistance when we're trying to avoid some kind of pain, something upsetting. And so we fight it. We fight the reality that's in front of us by resisting it. But when we go into that resistance, what we're actually doing is creating more resistance. It's like putting two of the same ends of a magnet together and you know they'll repel each other. So you have to have the positive and the negative end facing each other to come together. So if there's a negative in front of you and you approach it with negative energy because you're resistant, you're going to get more pushback. Mm -hmm. And if the negative energy in front of you is a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, we can't expect them to change because we want them to. Mm -hmm. The onus is on us, the parent. We have to change. And we have to become that positive side to attract to them in order to get closer, in order to connect. Mm-hmm. So it's on us. No matter what the situation is, if we're feeling resistant to something, that means something within us has been triggered 
has gotten upset. And I really don't like using the word trigger. I've really been professionally trying to get away from it because I think it places the blame outward because people can say you triggered me and therefore I'm entitled to treat you like this, whatever the this is. So I more like to say we've been poked because all triggers are internal. There is an external event that pokes us inside. It's like waking up a sleeping giant and then we react. There's not even thought that comes involved. We just react. And that's going to show up in any number of ways. Yeah, and I, and I love this for a second reason is, okay, so I am now starting to see how accepting what is can really shift us away from this resisting the moment and kind of contributing to exaggerating the, you know, the drama or whatever the situation is. But what I really then notice is this tendency for destruction. No, destruction? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to deal with the situation, so I'd rather turn on the city or, you know, give kids a sweet or tell them oh, I'm going to buy them something or, you know, I pick up a phone and watch a video. It's, it's us, you know, picking up a cake, you know, eating sugary thing, whatever it is, is to say, okay, I don't want to deal with it right now and I, or ever. Let me distract myself. Yeah. But it's, it's self-soothing in a way. Okay. Right? We're trying to put a Band-Aid on the bleeding wound because maybe for five minutes when I eat that cookie, I'm going to enjoy it. But then five minutes later, I'm going to beat myself up because I really now feel bad about the calories I ate. Or I wasted a half an hour in front of the television or on a game on my phone or just scrolling through social media. It was just avoidance of feelings. And when we avoid feelings, we push them deeper down into the cells of our body. And then the next time something outside of you pokes something inside and wakes it up, our reaction will be bigger. And we're going to be like, why am I so out of control? Well, you're not dealing with the original thing that upset you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a child, if you happen to be blessed with a child who has lots of temper tantrums, like I was, then you are going to get triggered over and over and over and over again until you look at why it is inside of you. You are getting so upset because your child is upset and having a tantrum. They have their own reason for doing it. And it really has nothing to do with you. That's powerful. That really is powerful. And I think I can see that, you know, whichever way we're going to talk about this topic, you're going to bring it back to us. (laughs) I am. (laughs) And this is the beautiful thing about the book is actually, you know, and and then now we're going to really move to your new book is because it really isn't about the children because I think even this idea of wanting to read a you know a parenting book is because we want to control the situation how to have a better kids how to have a better relationship with our children how to you know fix something control something you know make something better improve something but actually what it really takes is the inner work so please tell me about your book (laughs) yeah so my book show up for yourself really is a guide to finding yourself, I think. 
I share a lot of my own personal story and my, a lot of my own journey of healing. And I definitely couldn't be doing this work if I wouldn't have gone through the process myself. So I don't ask anyone to do anything that I haven't already done. I know how challenging it can be. I know how upsetting it can be. So my book takes you through a journey and invites you through the journal prompts that are at the end of most of the chapters or even within some of the chapters to let's look deeper now. I've just explained something to you or shared my own story. What's going on for you? And so we go through this process in the book of getting to know your own inner child. And our inner child is the one within us that got hurt or injured a long time ago and had to self-protect in order to survive our own family of origin. But the problem is we have no idea we grew up. The deeper mind has no sense of time. So if you learned a coping skill at five and you learned that in order to survive something emotionally difficult, you would just not talk and you would hold everything in. But now you're 40 and you still do the same thing, except now you're angry or depressed all the time. That's because your five-year-old is still running the show saying, no, no, don't talk. Don't talk. So until we go back and help and rescue that five-year-old, you can't really fix things in the now. We have to heal at the source. That's what I believe. There are going to be plenty of other therapists, professionals, and lots of other people that probably will disagree with me, people who do more cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's fine. And there are lots of ways to heal. So this book is not a how-to book. It's a why now book. It's a framework for healing. I developed a theory that I call the spiral of healing, which has four components, feel, heal, love, and grow. And I believe we go up this spiral, touching each of these elements as we go. And it's never ending, really. So as we rise up the spiral on each of these levels, going through each component of feel, heal, love, grow, we heal. So then maybe we have to go back and look at that five-year-old story again, because we already went there once. But now when we go back and look at it, it's not as painful. And we see it from a different aspect. And we can heal it even more. Or we have to go to a different younger age. So we're always going up the spiral. I believe healing is a spiral upward. So we're always lifting ourselves. And we have the ability to lift ourselves. No one else can do the work for you. Someone can support you through it. But no one can do your work. So in the book, I share ways on how to do that. Through hypnosis, through meditation, through journaling. And then combining all of it together. And people have really been using the book. It came out in April and I've gotten amazing feedback of how much going through the book has really helped people doing the journal prompts and really working it, which has been amazing, absolutely amazing. So I really just want to see people learn how to help themselves. We all are our own best healer. No one is more powerful than you are. No yeah. And this is so important because as a coach, 
people still don't understand that the work is not me doing the work, is supporting, guiding, inspiring, but the work is done 100% by, you know, the client because they are the one who have the answers within them. And I think what's really special as I'm talking to you now is I've always wanted to speak to someone about conscious parenting and, you know, go deeper into the topic, but it always comes back to what's happening within us. And, you know, I'm asking myself, why now? And if we look externally, we will hopefully, for those who are listening, we see the answers aren't out there. There is no one who is going to rescue us. There's nothing which is going to happen to suddenly fix. So why, while we are, let's call it, you know, awakening, transforming, you know, being in the pain and suffering, why not use the time to read your book? And you know what? The worst case scenario, it's not going to work for them, but it's, just this light of hope. That's right. Everyone has the potential to heal. And we heal in stages and we heal in layers. And sometimes, you know, I like to explain healing like peeling an onion because everyone has peeled an onion. And we all know that sometimes you can get it off, the peel off really easy. You don't cry at all. You're like, wow, that was nothing. <laughs> no problem. And other times you're working so hard to get the tiniest, thinnest, little skin of that onion off. And before you know it, your mascara is down your face, your eyes are burning, and you just need to breathe and take a break. And healing is the same way. We don't know how that layer is going to come off. Is it going to be like that really hard, tiny little skin of the onion? Or are we going to go, boop, oh, no problem. That was an easy one. I could do that anytime. And it goes both ways and everywhere in between. So really the gift people can give themselves for whomever is listening is give yourself the gift of you. Give yourself the time and space to heal. Like you're worth it. You're important enough. Everything is there. We all have everything we need within us. I truly believe that. It's just for so many of us covered up with so much layers of pain, shame, guilt, anger, rage that we close down. And we think it's too hard or I can't touch that. I can't even imagine touching that. And if I were to ask a one last question is, well, why does it really matter in relation to our children? If I go through this journey for my own child, what do you think it's there? If you were to kind of say, you know, why? Why should one go through it? for, you know, the children in the family or, you know, the next generations? Well, we're really going through it for us. However, when we go through it, if we want to say we're doing it for our child, because sometimes people just can't even say, I can do this for myself, generational patterns repeat themselves. So we were all raised, most of us, I was, by unconscious parents. My parents were raised by unconscious parents. Their parents were raised by unconscious parents. There was 
generational trauma in my family. That got passed down. The unconsciousness gets passed down and the patterns get repeated generationally until we own our stuff and say, no, the buck stops here. Then what happens is it's like when you throw a pebble in a pond and you see the ripples, we, when we heal ourselves and break those patterns, deconstruct them, as Dr. Shafali likes to say, understand why they've shown up in our life and why we've been acting them out and what do we need to do for our self-care. When we do that, we are like the pebble. So we've now throw the pebble in the water and there are new ripples that your child and future generations get to embrace when they're raised by a conscious parent or one that's at least working towards it because there's no end game. I hate to say it. It's a constant (laughs) day-to-day in the moment process. You will mess it up. I mess it up all the time. My 15-year-old especially loves to throw it in my face. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. What if Dr. Shafali heard you say that, Mom? <laughs> Dr. Shafali, all the time. And I tell her, you're right. That was not a very good conscious parenting moment. I messed up. Mm-hmm. So that's why. We're doing and, it break patterns. And that's, that's a great one. I would like to finish with that. If you were to say, what is your personal biggest difference in your own life in doing this work? I have a really good answer for that. I don't yell anymore. Mm. I was a big yeller, a big yeller. And I knew it. I knew there was a lot of anger and I was already doing my work, but it was deep and I had to do a (laughs) lot of work. But my middle guy is 21 and I really started doing deep deep work when he was about two and I remember going for my hypnosis training saying I am really angry and this has to stop and I didn't know anything about conscious parenting until four years ago I was just doing my own journey but through my own work and then adding conscious parenting in four years ago I no longer yell at my kids or my husband so that was trans- it's transformative. Healing is transformative. Conscious mm-hmm. parenting is transformative. That's beautiful. And you know, for all the yellows out there, there is a hope. And for everyone, whether they are parents or not parents, I really hope they take the inspiration from this conversation and you know, just go and check out Janet's latest book. I will leave the links in the notes. And it was such a pleasure talking to you, Janet. Thank you so much for this inspiration. Thank you. And if I may add one last thing for your listeners, something new that I didn't even get to talk to you about that I just released this week is I have a brand new online class, a deep dive into my book which if so if people get the book and they want to do a deep dive book club discussion along with me, it's pre-recorded. They can go at their own pace and do it as they read the chapters. It's videos and PDFs and it's stuff with all sorts of material. That's not in my book stories that I didn't tell and the reasons why. And so the link to that's on my website under upcoming events. They can find it there. Love it. And, you know, I was just thinking that there is this sense of community. And as I was, you know, thinking about your work, 
you know, wouldn't just be nice to have some kind of a place to go and you just answer the question. So what a wonderful, wonderful story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it, or tell a friend about it. Until next time.